Hello and welcome to the My RV Ninja podcast. I'm your host, James Upham, your lead RV ninja who helps you karate chop your way into the RV lifestyle. It is my belief that everyone who buys RVs should be empowered with all the tools necessary to receive a great price and a great experience. This show provides tips for the RV lifestyle and reveals how RV research, education, and experience can help you buy or sell RVs without being taken advantage of. The most important things in life are relationships, and RVs really can be relationship investments. If you enjoyed today's show, you can find out more at MyRVNinja.com. Wally, are you there? Yes, I am. All right. Um, welcome to our, well, welcome to a brand new segment that we're having on our podcast today. This is your RV Ninja and MyRVNinja.com. James Upham, I have the unique privilege of having a good friend of mine who actually used to, well, I used to work with this, this guy here, but we've maintained good friendship throughout the last few years. And I wanted to have you come on the show, Wally. I, I appreciate you coming on, and I know you're on the road, so thanks for uh, taking time out of your schedule to talk with us. Oh, exci- excited to be here. So, Wally, tell us a little bit about – I know you've been, you've been in the RV industry for years, and you've kind of jumped around with different manufacturers. You, of course, have had several of your own RVs. You know, this is something that you, you've got a lot of experience in, but also a lot of love and passion for. So tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself and what you're doing now, and uh, we can kind of go from there. Uh, a total of 33 years in the RV industry. It's the only industry I've ever worked in. Um, the last, uh, it's closing in on 10 years, I am the uh, factory rep for Winnebago Motorhomes for uh, uh, one of the largest markets in North America, which would be primarily Texas. I have some other, I have some other states. Uh, my my job is I, I'm the one who is the go-between the factory and the uh, dealership as far as arranging for units, training salespeople. We, we also have and spend a significant amount of time talking with the, uh, the end user of our product, right. the, the actual retail buyer. I've owned multiple motorhomes myself. And, uh, you know, we, 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 love to, we, love, we love the RV lifestyle. And, yeah. Uh, I've got the pictures to prove it. You know? <laughs> man, I started to say I was the equivalent, but I'm not your equivalent, but I was kind of, your, I was your cohort, your partner in crime, if you can, so to speak, on the Southeast when you and I worked together at Winnebago right. um, uh, up until uh, earlier this year. And um, I tell you what, man, your district is, is always one of the, uh, the shining stars, especially because of the great state of Texas where, where you reside. So, you know. It's a good. It's a good place to be selling and buying RVs. I think in Texas. Yes, very much, very definitely. So, Wally, there's there's no surprise here. I mean, this market that we're seeing is so unlike anything that you have probably even seen in all your experience. I mean, is this is this a unique market that we're in right now, or have you seen something similar? Ne- have never seen anything to this uh, to this level. Uh, people are. People are looking at RVs for so many different reasons now. Uh, you know, so many people can can travel and work remotely. They're like, hey, I'm, I'm not going to sit at home. Uh, people don't necessarily want to go stay in a hotel. They don't want to go, you know, get get on an airplane. All, all of things which I've done. And, boy, I don't enjoy it. I never enjoyed it. But even even now, even now, it's, it's even 
even more so. But yeah, the the industry is just uh, it's we, we've never seen this kind of demand for uh, for recreational vehicles. So you know, let's let's go back a few years. You and I both uh, decided to get our in. One of the things I learned in the program is this thing called supply and demand. <laughs> That's about all I learned. No, not all, but, you know, supply and demand. And what I'm seeing out there, and I'd love for you to speak to this, um, is this outrageous demand right now where people, first-time buyers, are coming in. A lot of them, unfortunately, don't, you know, they're new to this, so they don't, they're not empowered with, with making all the right decisions. Now, I'm talking about, you know, the end user here. Um, and, and so they're going out, they're placing orders or they're getting these, these motorhomes used or new, let's say, let's focus on motorhomes. And all of a sudden they're, they're in this position of going, you know, now what, you know, now that I have this or how, how can I get this any quicker? Now, what do I do? There's all of these different things happening at one time, but back to the supply and demand, it seems to me that the interest is skyrocketed. And supply and inventory levels are still uh, almost, it seems like, at a record low. I mean, it, is the supply chain out of whack because of COVID as much as it appears to be? Or is that just something I'm seeing from the outside? Uh, initially, you could probably say that that led that led to it. You know, when they, when they shut everything down in uh, March, I mean, we didn't, uh, you know, we, we, our, plant, our plant was shut down until... May 1st, uh, we've tried to, we've tried to ramp up, uh, you know, we, we rely on a, a number of suppliers, you know, level one, level two, level three. We also, we have the advantage at Winnebago to where we build a lot of this stuff ourselves, right. you know, we're, we're the most vertically integrated company out there, but the levels of inventory for a customer to walk onto a lot and look at have never been lower, uh, and you know, it, it's, it's first time, it's first time buyers, it's people seeing their neighbors heck they I, I talked to one couple the way the way they got into it is they spent the night in their neighbor's uh camper on their driveway hmm. just just to see what they would think about it and then they immediately got in the market looking for uh looking for their own so you know yeah, that that's they, a really good idea so they basically said hey we want to do this but that you know which is what i always encourage people to if they can rent sure uh, or to go out with somebody if they have a large enough motorhome to go and actually camp with them. But that's an excellent idea, man. Just right there in the driveway, use it, see if you like it. You know, even 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 if you don't spend the night there, I mean, you, you know, go 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 visit somebody that's set up at a campground or 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 something something like that. I mean, in the in the case of a motorhome, you know, you can know somebody that can, you can go for a ride in one. Uh, I always I always I always tell people, you know, look look at it on the lot, but then the Certainly, in a motorhome, cl- close it up yeah. and see see how you're going to travel in it. Yeah, that's a good point. I tell you, you know, just it's... just to brag on Winnebago too. That's one of the things that I used to always love about the floor plans is, you know, because I tell people the same thing. I'm like, look, make sure that you see the unit closed in, meaning the slides back in. And Winnebago has always been really good about being able to access the bathroom and at least partially open the refrigerator door. As you're walking from front to back, but a lot of manufacturers don't do that. Um, they just try to, they show, you know, and, and we show them all with the slides open and don't drive them. You know what I mean? So that's a good point. Right. Yeah. I, I, I always tell people, sit, sit down and make a list, at, you know, after you've looked and, you know, there's so many online resources. Uh, you can look at websites, you can look at YouTube channels, 
Um, heck, you can look at my YouTube channel, uh, which, shameless plug, <laughs> it's TX Wally Winnebago. But uh, just quick walkthroughs of motorhomes. But I always tell people, make a list of 10 to 12 things that must have for your next RV. And when you find seven or eight of them, then you found your perfect RV. Yeah, I tell you what, man. And now go ahead. It, it's it's you know the, 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 some you know some of the things you, you think may be important. May, maybe you're not seeing it, and it's because <laughs> other others have tried to use that and find out, hey, that doesn't really work. Or or you know if you see certain things repeated over and over and over, you know the you know the big thing right now is uh, everybody wants theater seating. And, you know, they want, they want to sit down, they want to be able to kick their feet out in a luxurious recliner. And, I mean, we're seeing that all the way from value-priced entry-level class Cs all the way up through, you know, the biggest, most expensive things on the planet. So that's just that's just one of those things that, that's really popular, as are uh, outdoor kitchens. You know, that that's become a really popular thing. It's, it, that, that's a must-have for me. On the oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, you know good idea though to and, and that was it's funny there were two things i was going to have you it wasn't a shameless plug because i was going to actually have you talk about your youtube channel i had it written down here um because i wanted uh, our listeners to be able to access that because you put out some really good videos um and um you know why don't we just do that now again and i'm going to have links of course in the podcast we'll have it where um, they can actually go to your your youtube channel but tell us a little bit more about that and how i mean it, you've been doing that for a while yeah, I, you know, I actually started, I don't know, four to five years ago. I, I sat down and uh, I watched a YouTube video about how to create a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And um, the the initial idea behind it a training resource for the new salesperson on the lot. And, mm-hmm. you know, one thing kind of led to another. And I, I really started getting more feedback from people saying, gosh, I would like to see this coach. I would like to see that, that coach. And, uh, you know maybe my dealer doesn't have one or I can't get away to a dealership or to a show. And so that it, it's kind of, it's kind of gone on from there. And I've, uh, you know, hopefully improved the, hopefully improved the videos over time. Uh, the, the one thing I've done though, is I've left all five years of the videos up there. So if somebody say somebody's thinking about like a used, uh, to uh, 2016 or something, they, they can probably go somewhere back in my channel and if it happens to be a Winnebago, they can find a YouTube video and, and look at that. Look at that floor plan. And we try to we try to highlight, or we I I try to highlight the uh, the options and you know some of the features, some of the usability features of the coaches. Yeah, and it's actually earned you the nickname Winnebago Wally, I think. I yeah, remember. you know that that part of it just I I guess it was just <laughs> Destin. Um, I, uh, I I need to and one of one of my projects is to uh, update my. Uh, my cover page on, on that. I have yeah. a picture of myself as probably a, a nine or 10 year old kid with my brother and sister that somebody took. It's a Polaroid picture of us standing outside of our mini Winnie, which had to be a, you huh. know, built sometime in the, uh, sometime in the seventies. So I, I guess it was just destined. My folks nope. were RVers and, it, and I was just destined to wind up in this industry. You didn't have a choice. Sounds to me. You were headed on that path, buddy. That's awesome, <laughs> man. So um, another thing you touched on, Wally, is is something that I it's funny because that's actually been my theme this week with my videos and my podcast and my blogs has been how to pick your RV and, and best, you know, using a, um, a strategy. You know, I know it sounds silly, but 
um, when you go in, when you're when you're looking to purchase an RV, and I know one of the things when you and I used to work shows, we used to talk with retail customers all the time. So you know, you, you service and sell directly to a dealer, but you support the dealer as I did at one time by going to shows. And so there's a lot of interaction with retail customers. And one of the things that I have been talking about this week, and I've listed four or five different things, and you've already touched on it, Wally, which is knowing what is most important to you. And that's that's really where you know that's really where you want to start, I think. So, for instance, look at the floor plan. You've identified you got to have an outdoor kitchen. Um, that's most important to you. You know, for me, I'm in the same category. I got to have that, or in most cases, I want to have at least one and uh, one and a half baths because I have a big family. Um, you know, talk a little more about that. About when you're talking to someone who's interested as a brand new guy, a brand new person in the RV industry, and they're saying, "Okay, I want to do this thing. I don't want to get on a plane." You know, is that how you would have them start out? Just say, hey, look at the RVs and then choose what's most important to you? Or would you have them start out a different way? No, I, I, w- I would. Uh, number one, how, how many people do we want to sleep? And and especially if you're traveling with the family, how many seatbelts do I need? Mm. Um, because because in, in, the, in regards to seatbelts, that's actually something that's regulated. And, you know, they, you can only have so many. I mean, granted, there's motorhomes that have up to eight, nine seatbelts in mm-hmm. them. And in theory, everybody should be buckled up when you're when you're going down the road. But uh, so that, those are the first two things I always start with, and then and then you then you then you move on from uh, then you move on from there. And th- then the next thing you it just you just have to say it is you know what what's your what's your budget? How how, mu- how much do you want to uh, how much do you want to mm-hmm. spend? And you kind you kind you kind of you kind of go from there, and you'd be surprised. You get a lot of you can get. You know, there, there, there are coaches that are as small as 22, 23 feet that can sleep five, six people. Mm-hmm. There are coaches that are 45 feet long that are, are only made to sleep two people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and there's and there's everything in between. So that's usually where I start. How many people do we need to sleep and how many seatbelts do we it, need? It is ironic, isn't it, that the larger the motorhome, the more luxurious and uh, the less people would often sleep. <laughs> I never really understood that. But, hey, that's the way it goes. Um Back to back to that point, though, you know, I, I think that this is a good this is a good observation that people need to put into account here, which is when you go to an RV show, whenever they're open again, you know, a lot of times RV dealers will put this unit sleeps, you know, X amount of people. And I think now, Wally, this could have changed, but I think that technically you're only supposed to say if there's four seatbelts, you're only technically supposed to say you can only sleep four people but in reality is you could actually sleep more than that is that is that still true yeah okay yeah in a, in, a, in a lot of cases especially when you're dealing with kids you know you could double double them up and you know in the case of a class c or even a class a where you have the front bunks there's there's the ability to sleep m- multiple multiple kids up there and everything it's it's funny you bring up rv shows i don't i don't think there's any schedule for this fall and one of the not to put a downer on it, I, I would be greatly surprised if there's very many of them next uh, at the start of next year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for the for all for all the obvious reasons. But the other thing is, I, I don't I don't think the dealer inventory levels will be sufficient enough to stock a show. Right. You know, right. So good that's, point. That's uh, and, and that's and, you know, a lot of times that's a that's a good way if if there is a show. um usually dealers try to bring the most popular models to a show the most popular colors uh but they're usually limited you know usually limited on space so 
in, in, a, in a perfect world, you pick out a, a, a dealer who has a large inventory selection and you can go compare units side by side. You know, Wally, I know you got to go, but if I can, I want this. This is really good info because it made me think of a question that I know you don't have an answer to yet because we're all we all wish we had a crystal ball. But, you know, what do you think? It, it, let's assume that these shows don't occur. You know, I mean, we have the super show in Tampa that normally kicks off the year, the first really big show in January. You know, let's let's just say that none of that happens from from super show on. Do you and, and because of the inventory issue, do you see that? initial surge and in interest that we've seen this year, do you see that continuing or do you see people giving up on it and going to boats or, you know, what, what do you think? Well, um, first of all, I, as of right now from, uh, it's not my area, but Tampa is the only one that is slated to occur, Okay, but it will not be near the size it's been in the past. Uh, I, I think, th I think this is going to continue. I think, as more and more people get out and, uh, you know, they, they talk to their friends about it. I mean, I've, I've had, I've had two, two, two people, one, one, one that just some person that I met one time at a, uh, at a charity event and, uh, we stayed in contact and, and they just, they just this week are picking up their first ever RV and they're, you know, they're, they're retired. And, and then, uh, another, uh, person I go to church with, uh, <laughs> You know, says, "Hey, I'm I'm looking. I'm I'm in the market for an RV. Granted, it wasn't something that we did, but I I was able to make a referral. And, and both of these people are either retired or near retired, and they're they're just like, we wanted to go. We thought about going to travel Europe. We thought about going here. We thought about going there. We're not just going to sit at home and live in fear. But the only way we see to get out is to buy buy a motorhome, grab right. a travel trailer. Right. You know. So and." Uh, the b believe me, the hardworking employees of Winnebago are trying to get them out there as fast as they can. But but don't be surprised when somebody says, "Hey, there's it, it could be next June, July, or August before we have another one of these." Right. Well, because chassis and everything else, you know, it's you're you're at the mercy for the for the you know the things that you do not manufacture there. You know, whether it be aluminum extrusion or what else. I mean, you are you're, you're relying upon suppliers, too. I mean, so it's like you can't build something if you don't have a chassis. So, right, right. You know, there's 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 so many there's so many there's so many components. And, you know, it's, it's great to have it's great to have manufacturing plants back open. Everybody's working as hard as they can to, to get back out there. But, yeah, you 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 are. And the other thing and, and we we haven't mentioned it, but the size of the let's talk about just the motorhome industry. The, the mm -hmm. in, a, in a very very good year, there's only about fifty thousand motorhomes built a year. If you add mm -hmm. up all the manufacturers in North America, so it's way smaller than the auto industry, for example. You know, which they talk mil millions and millions. So right, no, and and they're not all. You know, we it's it's a common mistake, isn't it? You just you go into you assume that RVs are built the same way as they are with cars, and you assume that there's still the regulatory bodies. I, I'm not a big government guy. I, I don't, I know you're not either, but <laughs> there's just not a lot of regulation out there. And so that's, that's something else I'd love to have you come on in another show and just kind of talk about what to look for when it comes to quality builds, because man, I tell you so many, so many manufacturers um, and, and I would not put Winnebago in this category, but so many manufacturers in order to keep up with demand, I think uh, will you know compromise on quality, and that's that's where your strong suit is. I think as a manufacturer, you know, 
um, and how it's built. So maybe we'll have you come on and do a show talking about what to look for with quality builds. Oh, that would be awesome. Love to. Cool, man. Well, Wally, uh, tell us again how we can get a hold of you if anyone's interested in reaching out to you. Um, just uh, it's uh, the, the best way to get a hold of me would be my uh, email account, just W Ballard, mm-hmm. W B A L L A R D at WGO.net. Cool. Or, uh, or hit me up on uh, YouTube, which is TX Wally Winnebago. Got it. Well, Wally, I appreciate your time. Go out there and sell some motorhomes, man, and help people get into some of these. I know you're doing a good job with it. All right. Sounds good. Hi, brother. Thanks. Talk to you soon, man. Take care. Well, there you have it, folks. Thanks so much for joining us here on the My RV Ninja podcast. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did today, talking with my good friend Wally Ballard, who is the fantastic, um, outrageously... Uh, entertaining and uh, super intelligent, plus a very passionate guy about what he does, and a longtime friend uh, out in Texas, by far uh, one of the most knowledgeable people out there when it comes to motorhomes, and one of the best trainers as well. So he's got a wealth, a treasure, I should say, a treasure cove of what we- and wealth of information. He is wealthy when it comes to information. So we're so glad to have him a part of the show. We're going to have him come back on again and talk with us um, about, uh, like I had mentioned earlier, some quality builds and other things to be looking for in his expertise that should help for, uh, help you in your process of finding your RV, uh, buying your RV, or living in your RV, enjoying the RV lifestyle. So thank you for joining us today. If there's anything I can do for you, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. You can reach me, of course, at james at myrvninja.com. And we'll look forward to talking to you again real soon. Take care. Get out there and RV. 